0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. It's a blessing to be here and be back. Um, we just finished our prayer conference. Uh, last Sunday, not, not this, that the, the other Sunday, uh, the 15th of October, was our 14th church anniversary. And uh, we praise the Lord. And then uh, right after the anniversary is our prayer conference. And uh, we have about uh, 125 pastors all over Southeast Asia. And uh, we have a great revival. Uh, spend lots of time in prayer. We heard a lot of messages about prayer. And uh, we are so grateful that uh, uh, we could still have that kind of meeting in Thailand, and our next prayer conference will be October 15. And then, uh, supposed to be, I'll be preaching in a church anniversary in in Vietnam. But uh, uh, to come over here, and then next week I'll go back home. So uh, it'd be a great joy to be with you again and. Uh, It's hard to say no because uh, somebody he said somebody wrote uh, check thirty thousand. That's why I came back again because I need (laughs) (laughs) twenty eight. Amen. That's not a joke. Pray for it because uh, the uh, one of the one of the owner or one of the property uh, beside our building, it's it's being being bought all over that place because uh, they are now trying to build more subdivision in our area. Now we have three new subdivision in that area, and then. the... Uh, traffic is so much now in our street but then uh, since they are buying all the land and if they will build something beside our church you know they will close in there will be no more room for expansion uh... but we praise the lord we already got the other side and we paid that with the money that the lord has given through through the church um, and uh... with that one if we could get that one again uh... then we have the whole um, space of expansion even the people will move into our city they will build more houses will be no problem because we have now a space to room for expansion so that will be a great blessing that um, that piece of land is fifty thousand dollars but by God's grace we have now twenty thousand five hundred dollars so I think miscalculation not twenty eight twenty nine five hundred all right, this will be a blessing, amen? Okay, so you don't have to give me a gift, just write the 29, it'll be a blessing. Uh, Acts chapter number 13. Hey guys, can you turn the lights on the stage, please? Amen. Okay. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and uh, Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen, which had brought up with Herod the Tetrach and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful once again that you have allowed us to be here and this great conference and great meetings, oh God, wherein we would be challenged, we'll be reminded once again of our responsibility to send the gospel, to preach the gospel. That we would be able to do our part, O oh, Father, and fulfilling the great commission. And thank you, Father, for this church who have that great love. would like to fulfill that commission, O oh, Father. We give you all the praise and the glory for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, the book of Acts, you have probably learned it, we've heard it. It is a missionary book history. It tells you about the heart of God, of mission and um, never been less than worldwide and you would see here and how the Lord had uh, bring about the gospel and we've seen thousands of, of souls came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in Exodus chapter 19 verse number 6, the bible says right there that you shall be unto me a kingdom nation of priests so even not only in the new testament you will see also even in the old testament the heart of god for mission he said that, that you will be a nation of priests what would that be nation of priests you would represent me the people will look at you 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 are representing God you know? in, Acts chapter, uh, in, in in Exodus chapter 19, verse number 6. Now, looking at it, let us see here that the book, there is a great work that needs to be done. And spreading the gospel is the most important work. Spreading the gospel is one of the most important work. In Acts chapter number 13, we see the gospel going to the ends of the earth. Paul and Barnabas in this journey will go to Cyprus and Galatia, which is the modern Turkey. Now in Acts chapter 19, the verses we read, something wonderful happens right here. If you know this, this is the first time a church sends men out in Acts chapter number 13. Because Antioch sees the need of the world. Many churches today, they don't see beyond. What, what you observe now, churches today is just looking on their territory. They don't cross that border. They don't cross the thing that needs to see there are people who need to hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here in Acts chapter number 13, the church of Antioch commissioned two of its own to go. Now, if you look on the establishment of the church at Antioch, the Gospel is spread because there is what? Persecution. Now, in Luke, in chapter number 8 in the book of Acts, in chapter number 8. The Bible says in verse number 1, And Saul was consenting unto his death. At a time there was a what? Great persecution against the church which was Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles a devout man carried his step into his burial made great lamentation over him and for Saul he made havoc of the church entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison therefore they were that they were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching what the word of God because of persecution they were all scattered they have to, pre- and they preach the word of God because of persecution. You know, I, I, I read a small book, uh, uh, the title is, In Silence They Cry. In, in, in that book, there is a, um, um, a story that was given by the writer. He said that during the time when uh, Idi Amin was uh, you know, doing persecution to Christians, People are knocking on doors, people are winning souls, people are praying, people are sharing the word of God. But when that is gone, when there is no more persecution, no more soul winning, no more no more knocking on doors, no more prayers. And so one young girl says, let us pray that God will raise another Idi Amin sometimes it will take another kind of prayer like that so that the church will see the need beyond of winning soul, of spreading the gospel. When everything seems like well, we have everything here, we're okay, but then we don't see the need of people that needs to hear the gospel of of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now in Acts chapter number 11, In Acts chapter number 11 verse 19 the bible says right here now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about stephen traveled as far as poinisea and cyprus and antioch preaching the word to none but unto the jews only and some of them were men of cyprus and sirens which When they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. Now not only the Jewish people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Bible says, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and great number believed and turned unto the Lord. What a blessing! The hand of the Lord was upon them. Even in such great persecution, they preached the Lord Jesus Christ. And many believed. That's a great joy. But in that kind of circumstances, with persecution, people will still go and preach the gospel. Amen. Nothing and no one can hinder them from doing their responsibility to preach the gospel. Now, Antioch is one, uh, is the third largest city in the Roman Empire and um, it's laid out, if you, it's a nice city as they describe it. It's about 15 miles from Mediterranean but the boat can still go inside and uh, it's a, what we call today a free port uh, city or they govern themselves. Uh, there are some places, in, like in Indonesia, that they have a free port. There are some places, you know, it's a persecuted country for Christianity, but there are some places there who are, you can have freedom. They govern themselves. It's a free port. So just like uh, the, the city of Antioch, Religiously, in, 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 in that city, too much idolatry. That even prostitution is considered, you know, it's about idolatry. They use that for, for their worship of their god. Uh, And uh, in this city also, it's one of the they have a large Jewish population. You see that in verse number twenty and twenty-one. But also the gospel here spread not only to the Jews but even to the non-Jews. Grecians means they speak, or Greek-speaking people. They turn to the Lord, and God blesses the work. In verse number 25, the Bible says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek soul. Why? Because the work is growing, and they need someone. Barnabas needs somebody to help him. And so the Bible says, Barnabas, I know somebody who can help. The work in Antioch is growing. Many people are coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know somebody who can help. And so, the Bible says here, Barnabas, seek soul. Now, seeking is is a word. Um, It's not an easy search. You know, you cannot just get your cell phone and hey, Paul, are you there? Or you cannot Google. <laughs> uh, you cannot uh, me- send message or what. It's not easy during the time. Nowadays, you can uh, just uh, click that keyboard and, or that keypad or that whatever there, and you will see where that person will be. Even now, their cell phone, they know where you are, right? Uh, that's why I don't carry my cell phone, so that they wouldn't know where I am. <laughs> Well, the, it's easy nowadays, but that time isn't easy. They, he sick Paul. Why? Because the work is growing. The great work in Antioch. It's among the Gentiles. During this time, Barnabas have not seen Paul for about a year. So that's why he he needs to. Find, uh, find him in verse number 27. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus. And uh, uh, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great dirt throughout all the world. Which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief. And the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which... Also they did and sent it and the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So you see here also the situation and then the church uh, were able to uh, help and send help to the church of Jerusalem because of a great need. There is a man right there, you know, uh, by the name of Agabus, the prophet. During those, this time, uh, they have their office they have the responsibility but to this day no more prophets because we have complete bible amen Uh, we have that uh, from from genesis to revelation thing that we need to know no more prophet it sees that kind of gift no more but here you see a strong church the church of antioch the strong church being because they are seeing people getting saved saved and and, uh, not only that, the church of Antioch, they give to the struggling church in Jerusalem. They help the church in Jerusalem. And and not only that, the church is so sensitive to God, and then they would really hear and take heed of the need. And everybody give according to their ability, in, in, in the responsibility of the church of Antioch. Now, Let's go to chapter 13 of the book of Acts. You see the foundation right there when this, the church was established because of persecution. And uh, now there were in the church, as we heard, in the church that was in an Antioch, certain prophets and teachers. And, uh, and Barnabas and Simeon and Colton, they are men that you see here. You see Barnabas. You see Simeon that was called Niger, right? And then you see Lucius of Sirene, and you see Manain. You see the different uh, character or different uh, places this man coming from. Manain, the the, the the Bible says, describe him as he was brought up with the tetrach, maybe a playmate, uh, uh, somebody that uh, they, he knows, they grew up together, and so maybe Manain here is in great status. You know, he's not just ordinary person but uh, he got saved and uh, got saved and he is working in the church these men are leaders in the church of Antioch. they are leaders they teach they they preach the word of god you see this man they are working hard they are active in their service to the lord they they explain the word of god they uh, simon called the niger He's, uh, it means he's, he got the dark skin, and uh, we, our dark brother here is going to South Africa. Uh, we have also in our church, we have a member He got, he got saved in our church. He's from uh, West Africa. And we, we praise the Lord for people who will want to serve God and reach those people in that part of the world. Amen. It's not easy to go there. We have some people that goes there. Not only that, Manain brought up is a childhood friend of Herod, and this family had a social standing. Diverse group with a single focus, what is that? To lead the church at Antioch. Diverse culture, these are men that you see in the church of Antioch, and they are leaders. As the pastors mentioned a while ago, we praise God for Fellowship Baptist because not only one, not only two, but a lot of people, most of the people, or all of the people in this church serve God with a servant heart. Amen? Yes. And we see this here in the church of Antioch. You see here and how this church grow. And then the Bible says, uh, these men are faithful to God. They minister to the Lord. The word minister to the Lord is described as a priestly service, act of worship. And uh, they just glorify God in their life every day. Every day. And then the Bible says right here, and they minister to the Lord and fasted. Fasted. You know, Baptist people. Instead of fasting, we are fast eating. <laughs> yeah, fasted. fasting, fasting. You, you, you know, if you are going to study about fasting, it's, it's not about you know you are going you are not going to eat for one or one week or one whole month. And then sometimes when people will say, you "No, know, what happened to you? I'm fasting." You know, you don't have to show that. All right. a, 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 a Jewish fasting is like they would eat their evening meal, uh, but that will be their last meal for the next day. They will not eat breakfast. They will not eat lunch until they will eat again their evening meal. Fasting is simply it says you are going to focus on something. Amen. You are going to pray on something like you are facing a great decision in your life. So you are going to fast. You are going to you are going to pray. And this now, this church has been doing it. They fasted. Why? There is something that they need to do as a church. There's something that they need to do as a church. Often shows up with passionate prayer in Daniel chapter 9, verse number 3. Daniel chapter 9, verse number 3. This is about fasting. Daniel chapter 9. Verse number 3, and he said here, And I set my face upon the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. With fasting, when you're uh, petitioning something, when you're asking something to the Lord, you know, uh, you fast. And then the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't say, if you fast, but he said, when you, amen, when you so we have to do it amen we have to do it we have to practice it in our christian life it will be a great blessing now as they serve god as they faithfully serve the lord as they minister to the people they pray and they fasted and the bible says and the spirit of the lord the lord the holy ghost said the holy ghost Said, you see it right there in verse number two. You will not hear the voice of God when you are lazy. I think so. Amen. God cannot save you, cannot save you. God God cannot use you if you are lazy. I think. One time we are trying to. Uh, we are uh, ordaining one person to become a minister. He says, "Why are you? Uh, are you? Uh, can you explain to us your calling?" No, I am not called. I am just volunteering. You cannot volunteer. There is always a calling, Amen. Right? And the Lord and the Holy Ghost said, "Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul." So as the Spirit spoke. The Holy Spirit takes lead in mission. Amen? It is the Spirit of God that leads us to do mission. Not our own mind, not our own selves. The Spirit spoke to where? To the church. At Antioch, Amen? And the Spirit spoke. He talked to the church. There are leaders right there. The Spirit spoke to the church. As the the Spirit leads the pastor, the pastor leads this church. Let us do it. This is what we need to do. We need to train men to do mission. Amen? And that is why now we come to this setting, the first church that sent missionary. Because it is the church that sent missionary. It is the local church that send missionaries. That's why local church is very important. You cannot grow in your own. You cannot detach yourself to the local church and say, Hey, I will do it myself. It can never be, it will never be blessed that way. The Bible says, Jesus Christ gave His life to the church and we are the church. Amen? Amen. This is the body of Christ and we have to fulfill that great commission to bring the Gospel to our Lord Jesus Christ, not only here but beyond to wherever we can go and preach the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the church here had uh, Paul and Barnabas. Imagine A faithful man right here will be called by God. It will be hard. It will be hard for Pastor White to... Somebody will come here. Brother Corso will say, Pastor White, I'm called by God to Japan. It will be hard to send a faithful man. I needed you here. Stay here. But the Spirit of God says, we need to send this man. Amen. I would like um, us also to understand... That a call is necessary. Amen? Some people will say, Well, I just need to do it. I need to go because I need to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. You are not going because you need to do it. You are going because God calls. God's calling is important. You need that calling when you go to your mission field. Because without that calling, you have so many struggle in that place. There will be struggle when you go to, to Africa. There will be struggle when you go to any place where God wants you to go. There will be struggle and without that calling, you cannot survive. You need the calling of God. And the Bible says, and the gift and the calling of God is without repentance. You need that calling. There will come a time when you knock on doors, nobody would respond. There will come a time that you are expecting maybe 10 people will come to the church. But nobody comes. I said, remember the day when we invite people. At 12.30 already, 12.30, nobody. Just me, my wife, and my 9-month-old baby. Sunday morning, nobody's, nobody." 12.15, 12.45, 12.15, 12.45, still no one. And, I'm, and then, I saw a car parked in the parking lot. I said to my wife, let's go play the piano, go play the music. I will lead the singing with my daughter. And there's somebody coming, one or two. It goes that way for about two years. Without that calling, probably I have left already. But I know God calls me in that place. He wants me in that place. Seventeen years later, you see how the Lord blessed. Why? Because we did not go to that place because there is a need. I went there because God called me there. Amen. Need does not equal the call. If we say there is a need in Thailand, there's also great need here. Huh? There's a great need everywhere. But there is a call. And then the church, as they prayed and fasted, the Bible says, they laid hands on them. Now, sometimes we see people being laid hands. What does that mean? You know, in the Old Testament, when you lay hands, with your, when the priest put their hands on the animal, right? that animal is going to you are identifying yourself, your sin to that to, to that animal as you lay hands, and then that animal will be your representative. As we lay hands. On a missionary, on a pastor, or on a layman, the church saying we are identifying ourselves. You go and represent us. Amen. These missionaries that you support, you help us represent you. Amen. Cherches baptis. So that will be our introduction. Tomorrow will be our second and chapter.